0: Cheryl and Shannon Gregory were twins that came up in the Greenfield high school system, which I joined in the seventh grade. Okay. So I went to seventh twice. I skipped eighth, landed in ninth, and we were all in class together. Okay. And the murderer's name was Mark Branch, and he was in our class too. I guess he had a crush on Shannon that was unrequited. So okay. I don't know the history of that, but I know that on about a month before Halloween, he broke into her house carved her up like a jack-o-lantern and took off into the woods yeah and her sister cheryl found her body which Jeez. this okay so we're starting with the twin finds her carved up body halloween so now we've got headlines yep. and then uh the chief of police at the time mr mccarthy was the next door neighbor so things weren't looking too good for to chief the McCarthy. to the gregory's to the, to the crime scene oh so no that, that yeah that doesn't look great Another another, uh, layer. And then um, another classmate of ours, who I won't name, his (laughs) father was the chief of the state police at the time, Mm -hmm. and he took his dad's SUV to a keg party, and we found the crime scene photos in the glove box, and he shared them with the party. Oh, my God. uh, God. Yep. Much uh trauma and uh, do you like chaos. do you remember
1: it? they can is that still in your mind or do you i don't think faded. i looked at
0: him no oh, okay. i i not think think was was it it I knew them too well. well i not want want to see it.
1: Yeah, yeah I knew knew was
0: was to a be a scandal i think i probably beeline towards the woods and said oh no
1: bit <laughs> not uh, the the rare was, opportunity where you you the uh the not troublesome well, choice here
0: well the other thing was this kid was uh football kid crowd and i was burnout weed kid crowd so it wasn't like we gelled that (laughs) tightly anyway so right yeah okay hard ditch um (laughs) so then that that all got whooped up and then that got covered up and then it got crazy at school and then mark branch was on the loose and i think they actually did cancel trick-or-treating in the in the five surrounding towns
1: yeah, yeah. Mom said something about how, like, they did a, a thing at Federal Street School, like, an early in the day Halloween thing, instead of having people go out and trick-or-treat.
0: Yeah, I'm sure all the schools did something like that, probably. Yeah. Um, And then, uh, fast forward a month later, he's found hanging by bootstraps from a tree up in uh, Shelburne Falls or Heath or one of the hill towns up Route 2. But uh, word got out that the way he was hung, there's no way he could have done it himself. It was some hillbilly vigilante-style stuff. But that I cannot attest to. (laughs) (laughs) That's just like one of the stories about it. That's one of the stories that I can imagine could very easily be spread at the VFW in Shelburne Falls by local hillbillies
1: right yeah okay (laughs) this is kind of a you know yeah we did this kind of thing Uh we
0: put an end to this madness
1: (laughs) did you ever hear because this is one of the you know stories that apparently came out after and I guess is not actually true did you ever hear that he was dressed as Jason Voorhees when he was found I did not hear
0: that and I think I would have
1: right okay so you, you knew all of these people. Do you have recollections of what they were like at all at the time?
0: No, I, uh, I didn't know Mark. I just knew okay. who he was. Okay. But we never spent any time together for me to get a beat on his personality. Yeah, just small um, town. Cheryl, everybody knows everybody. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, but Cheryl and I became friends. We were, again, faces in a crowd. Her and her sister were more intellectual, introverted, singing in chorus, uh, probably on debate team style of people. Mm -hmm. And I, I, again, was not of that ilk, so (laughs) I didn't really get to know them well. But then uh, fast forward 15 years, I was dating a girl who was managing a Photoshop and Cheryl... Was developing photos for her, and I was hanging out there a lot, and we got to know each other really well. And then we started doing dinners and drinks with her boyfriend, and nice. it never came up. But uh, yeah, seemed, I can imagine. She seemed amazingly well adjusted for all that she had been through. That was nice to see.
1: Yeah, I actually and wanted I'm, to ask that. Like, is she okay? I hope that she. No, wants-
0: she was great. Yeah, I drank her under the table. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, She's not a a crazy drunk and she didn't seem to be carrying too much post-trauma even.
1: Yeah. Like, if
0: I didn't know the story, I wouldn't have guessed she had been through it.
1: Yeah. So did they make, like, a big deal of all of the, like, horror stuff at the time? Or was it more, like, because that's the story that it has become now is that, like, this was this Friday the 13th copycat killer and he was obsessed with horror movies and his room was a shrine of horror movies. Was that a thing that, like was really part of the rumor mill or was it more just like these teenage things of like you know showing off the pictures and whatever
0: no I think that probably um again I don't remember hearing a lot of that yeah locally and in town yeah and there would have been opportunity to hear of such a thing and I think I would have if it was authentic yeah (laughs) you know what I mean yeah um we were excited like I remember being a, I was probably, how old were you? Do you remember? Because I think I was, I was 16. I was a little 15. over three,
1: yeah. So Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and we were all, I remember walking around the ro- woods with my idiot friends while Jason Branch or Mark Branch was at large. <laughs> and we were like, oh, man, I hope he chose that, I'll kick his head. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but uh, the town was alarmed, you know, because yeah. it was, uh. It wasn't a, a Hollywood thing to us at all. It was a trauma. Yeah, yeah. And, and and the relation to the whole Halloween thing was not that amplified. I mean, it was at Halloween. Right. And there was, uh, I think he was a dark, could have been a horror movie fan. It wouldn't surprise me. He was an introverted kid. Mm-hmm. He m- may have had uh, all of that. But I think most of that, in my uh, just guess, would be it's rooted in the date of the incident more mm-hmm. than, the shtick of the murderer
1: right yeah and it just sort of grew yeah. to something bigger than that yes. to make a more
0: yeah. make interesting a story, story.
1: Yeah. yeah, which I mean already that's like you said the details of it in and of itself are pretty terrible and traumatic as it yeah. is and yeah nobody... locally it,
0: it didn't need any flair you know? right yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah and like nobody ever so you said there was like cover ups of like you know the photos getting out and all that kind of stuff but like nobody ever got in trouble for any of this stuff
0: no, no. Uh, the, the kid, uh, he he got away with uh, unbelievable stunts because his dad was the chief. Yeah. And the uh, Greenfield football team was Western Mass Division One champs at the time. So they were like little rock stars in our podunk town. Right. Everything, everything went under the rock. It was crazy.
1: Do you think it's just because actually the details were less salacious like less hollywood is that why it's kind of faded from consciousness do you think like do you think people really like know about it or anything like that there or talk about it at all
0: no i don't think most of the people you've run into would would know the name Mm -hmm. unless they had been there all their lives and greenfield is such a transplant town now that um most of the people that i went to high school have fled to northampton uh there aren't many uh established Greenfield people still there.
1: Oh, okay, gotcha.
0: Um, Yeah, it's a young town, and it's Mm. a pretty degenerated young town.
1: It just seems like such a, you know, incredibly, I mean, like, teenagers killing each other just feels like something that people would, like, at least tell ghost stories about or something, you know, like it would have caught on, but it just sort of
0: faded away. Well, you remember since then, we had the Perry family with a gimp in their basement,
1: mom was just mentioning this so we've
0: had some doozies since then that kind of you know distract and redirect every three years in that town (laughs) yeah
1: what the heck i was telling my co-host about this i was like yeah there was apparently this other thing where they were like keeping some guy in their basement or whatever and sent him like a clip of mom talking about it. Uh, And he was like, do you live in Castle Rock? Like, what is this? Like, This was
0: straight out of Pulp Fiction. Yeah, what do you know about that one? uh, Mentally challenged kid was hanging out at this house with this family full of inbreds, not a 12 teeth between four of them. (laughs) And uh, just pack rats, shut in, disability checks, um, drugs, and uh, this guy spent a lot of time there. And I guess it started as they were cashing his disability check and he didn't mind because they were feeding him drugs and letting him hang out. And then he started to mind. So they chained him to the radiator in the basement and kept nice. cashing his disabilities checks and then started sexually abusing him and feeding him subways. And then it was discovered and they all went to jail. I don't know if the guy died and that's how it was discovered. See, but that's that, what Mike mom said. The
1: same thing. She was like, he might've.
0: You might have tire. died yeah 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 yeah, ah, yeah. yeah so, what so is then this? You have that? and then there was, we've had some enormous monumental cocaine busts yeah that, uh, that, that took some limelight
1: yeah well and famously you know
0: Anthony Bourdain came to Greenfield to Greenfield, look yeah. at the heroin yeah. issue. yeah put us on the map there and then with other local history stories to contend with 20 years earlier you got the hippie commune you know yeah. Um, We're, nobody was
1: murdered there right
0: yeah there was actually a murder there there Open was an investigation in
1: the, in the commune yeah. you grew up in
0: yeah What? yeah yeah yeah. it's, a, it's in uh, if you google through the history it was a weird thing something about uh, one of the commune members was found dead in a van like three miles from the property on his way home from somewhere and it was an obvious murder but they had no suspects and they're uh, <laughs> Yeah.
1: I'd say they had a whole Uh, commune full, but, you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but no immediate suspects. Nothing went anywhere of it. But uh, in the commune days, there was also this guy got busted who owned the Turner's Falls Airport and a bunch of local real estate. And uh, so the guy dies mysteriously, and his sons inherit all the real estate and the airport and immediately somehow become responsible for all the powdered cocaine in western Massachusetts. Oh, my gosh. So when they get busted, there is a conspiracy to commit murder, uh, international drug trafficking charge, the local airport gets seized, and uh, that all made national headlines. And that was in the uh, early 90s at the end of the 80s cocaine days when, <laughs> when the party was over. <laughs> so for a small town, man, Mark Branch, yeah. was uh, not, he, he, he
2: was only small a potatoes. flash in the pan. <laughs>
0: yeah, <right>. yeah. <laughs>
2: Um, I think that might be my horror fetish, in fact. My favorite genre of horror movie is boats. Oh, I found a feather in my garden today. It must have been an angel.
1: I almost punched a little kid at Kamikaze who was dressed as a zombie because it scared the shit out <laughs> of me.
2: Horror exactly. movies are too goddamn long, right? One hour and
1: twenty-eight minutes is a perfect movie.
2: This is this is it. This is for me. No other I mean, lifeboat. This is I'm fucking in.
1: It's week ten of <laughs> Joag, uh, which, by the way, Mark, I do believe is the pranking anniversary. Uh, so I uh, I got you today, a good prank on the, on the Twitter by oh, <laughs> announcing your affinity for, um, for <laughs> Manor today. I... Mark got put in Twitter jail.
2: Yeah, I did. Uh, look, it's... and you—you
1: you earned it, which is the best part. You're the only person I know who has been put in Twitter in jail because you genuinely broke the rules. Yeah.
2: Even as I press send, I was like, "Ah, I'm probably going to get a ban for this," but I had to vent, man. I had, I had. I'm not going to talk about why because it's completely unrelated to the to the cast. But I'm <laughs> fucked off. It was off a with well-earned the the Twitter works. ban. It was. I... <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> and I I graciously accept it. I, I've got about nine hours left to serve. And uh, I did the crime, so I shall do the time. But just for the record, right, I'm on the penultimate episode of Blind Manor and I've gone. I was on the fence for a couple of episodes. I am no longer on the fence. I do not fucking enjoy it at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so don't believe Cory's bullshit is what I'm saying. <laughs> if you follow our mm-hmm. Twitter. Uh, yes, I may have alluded to it in a, in a message to her, but don't take that as any indication of my Blind Manner fandom because it's mm. a pile of shite
1: <laughs> happy 10th <tenth> podcast anniversary, mark
2: <laughs> yes thank you happy tenth anniversary 10 weeks Ten uh weeks. and in all right so I, I, uh, listen hey you've obviously got me good because i actually do research now before we record right i i i, yeah. I actually look into the topics that we're going to be talking about <laughs> i don't know
1: we've come a long I'm, way
2: i'm as surprised as you are um what if I told you that a colossal amount of podcast startups, uh, well, I'll ask you, in fact, would, would you care to speculate for me uh, what's the magic number that most podcasts fade away and die at?
1: I'm going to say it's less than a ballpark.
2: Oh, way less. Um <laughs> A colossal. Yeah, this is um, a. This um, is
1: a. I. I've never even thought about this question before, actually, and it seems very obvious. So, what? What is the? In making the it to,
2: number? in making it to episode ten, we are statistically ahead of the curve. Uh, a, a huge number of new podcasts die off at episode number seven. So. Seven. Yes.
1: Why do you think that is? What is it about seven?
2: I think uh i don't know it, 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 it i guess it takes that long to realize that maybe your idea wasn't that strong or <laughs> yeah, maybe that's that true. you don't really like your co-host or you don't really have that Good much point. to talk about um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but 10 deep and i i don't know about you but i've not hit that point yet
1: No, I still like you. I think I think we've got a few more episodes before any form of particular loathing starts to kick in. So
2: promise me this, though, if if we are going to get sick of one another, let's do it all on air. Let's make sure that we drive this shit right.
1: Flame out brilliantly.
2: (laughs) We're going to implode.
1: If the journey has to
2: end, I want it to end in the full glare uh, glare of, of, you know, of of the public, of our fan base, which is, you know, by now colossal.
1: Yes. Oh, also, I feel like I we should also mention that uh, this week we not only did this podcast, but it's almost like it's our 11th episode because we did the Men of Low Moral Fibre podcast this week as well.
2: Just it was a, a, a genuine honor to even be invited on. Uh, I think I don't think I contributed a great deal, I'll be honest, not having I know, I didn't do right. any research for that one. Um <laughs> You're but, a great uh, asset, <laughs> uh, but yes, it, simply to uh, to to share airtime time with two seasoned pros as the Helms brothers was a treat in itself.
1: Yes, indeed, those boys are always a good time. So, if you're interested in video games and specifically, fuck
2: me! Oh, I saw that happen.
1: What did you see?
2: As in, I I I, I just bore witness to an actual paranormal event. <gasps> That that came across, that came over the over my earphones, man. You have a presence. Let's move on. Let's move on. Oh
0: my God. This is the
2: evidence I've been searching for, right? My entire <laughs> life, I've been yearning for evidence of something after the grave, and I've I've just seen it right now on Joag episode ten. It's the one where we fucking pull back the veil. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Are you okay? Are you okay, yeah, genuinely? I'm because fine. you can not play a witch.
1: I'm fine. <laughs> <Good>. Okay. <clears> okay. <throat> um. If you like, if you like spooky horror games that don't take place in my living room, <laughs> um, the game Little Nightmares that we played was really fun, and you should, uh, for sure, check out the episode of Men of Low Moral Fiber. That we just that we just did. So menoflowmoralfiber.com or it's on all the all the podcast things mm. as well. Um, I'm just, so just honest face right me, now. just
2: just focus on me, right? Focus on the sound of my voice. Everything will be okay.
1: <laughs> totally good. This is great. Oh Ooh. boy. Um, mm. <clears throat> also, there've been a few things uh, in the news and whatnot this week that have related to past episodes that I feel like it's worth mm. um, uh, bringing up because we were, you know, messaging back and forth about. Uh, various things. Uh, amongst them, for example, uh, was an AI face. Um, yeah. We've a been deep talking. Deep face. Yeah, <laughs> deep face. We've been talking a lot <laughs> about uh, this idea of not being able to trust our senses anymore, not mm-hmm. being able to trust our eyes and whatnot, um, and how that increasingly seems to be my particular um, mm. fear uh, in this day and age. And uh, there was an article that came out. The other day, uh, from the fantastic uh, Ben Collins and Brandy Zadrozny at NBC who do a lot of work on conspiracy theory, so they are constantly talking about like, QAnon and like all these different kinds of conspiracies, um, but in their article they uh, wrote, um, one month before a purported leak of files from Hunter Biden's laptop, a fake intelligence document about him went viral on the right-wing internet, asserting an elaborate conspiracy theory involving former Vice President Joe Biden's son and business in China. The doctor- A 64 page composition that was later disseminated by close associates of President Donald Trump appears to be the work of a fake intelligence firm called Typhoon Investigations, according to researchers and public documents. The author of the document, a self identified Swiss security analyst named Martin Aspen, is a fabricated identity, according to analysis by disinformation researchers, who also concluded that Aspen's profile picture was created with an artificial intelligence face generator.
2: Beautiful. Everything is proceeding according to plan, everything is going exactly to scheme. I think, in fact, did I did I predict this during our episode? I'm sure I said something along the lines that. At uh, well, some yeah, point,
1: I believe so. Yeah, I think
2: in it, the very near future, up. deepfakes imagery uh, will be used to forward, you know, the 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 agenda of bad political actors. And yeah. what happens three or four weeks later? Exactly that.
1: Exactly um, that. And if you look at the picture, I sent it to I sent it to you, Mark. I may I put it up on our? Um, our Twitter as well. I mean, it ch- looks just like any sort of, like, dude in yeah. his 60s. It looks very yeah. real. I would never have questioned it.
2: Uh, as opposed to the fucking name of, the fake name of the of the agency, Typhoon fucking Investigations <laughs> or whatever it's called. <laughs> they, but fake name they put organization. less effort
1: into that, yeah, than Weak. they did into mm. the, the AI face, that's for sure. Mm. But so exactly one of the things that we've been talking about right there. Um,
2: uh, deepfakes are also leeching their way into the entertainment industry. Hooray! Yeah, uh, which
1: again, we talked about.
2: We did. Um, we did. Is it Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the South Park guys, have roped in um, a British comedian and impressionist Peter Serafinovich, who's actually brilliantly talented. Uh, his, I love his Peter Serafinovich. Yeah. He's ter- terrific. He's fantastic. Uh, but oh, his mimicry skills, alongside uh, deepfake imagery. It's uh, all right, fine, use it for comedy, but be aware that you're playing with something intensely dangerous.
1: Yeah, they came out with this this show called Sassy Justice. You can watch it. it's like 15 minutes on on YouTube uh, where they have, you know, it's like a it's Trump's deep fake face and also like Al Gore and like all these various Zuckerberg. people. Zuckerberg. The Zuckerberg one is almost the most convincing except for his dead eyes. Um, But so all of these different deep fakes in it. um, But like with, for example, the Trump character is this, what's his name? Something, something sassy, sassy something. Um, He's clearly not Trump. He's using a different voice. It's, you know, uh, clearly faked. Um, the thing that gets me about this is that it's exactly again the thing that I'm worried about. So when like Trey Parker and Matt Stone have been asked about this in multiple different interviews, um including the one that you sent me, they said like before the big scary thing of coronavirus showed up, everyone was so afraid of deep fakes. We just wanted mm. to make fun of it because it makes it less scary. It should not be less scary. Nah. That's I don't know. Not, that's I don't the right it it's does. such standard Trey Parker and Matt Stone, libertarian caring is uncool bullshit. That drives me absolutely up the wall. Like, oh, mm. all you, all you doofuses who are scared of deep fakes, why would you be scared of this? And they're like, mm. because this is this is terrible. Mm. <laughs> um, these are very convincing. Yeah, uh, I mean, somebody,
2: somebody, uh, somebody was gonna do it. You know what I mean? Somebody was, somebody gonna, was gonna do gonna it, do and it, I don't, yeah. and I don't think it. I don't think it necessarily matters that it was them, and I don't necessarily right. think it matters how they uh dress it up ideologically i don't think it makes any difference at all somebody was going to do it and somebody will do mm-hmm. it after them only yep. less skillfully and somebody will then do it after them less skillfully and maybe yep. a year 18 months from now i'll be doing it and you know
1: <laughs> we'll that's all be when doing you it, fucking yeah. know which is like i said what we're, we're doing with snapchat and everything like we're yeah. all kind of doing it already it was just the, the wording of that was exactly it to me i was like that's part of the problem is this mm-hmm. idea that we're like oh let's just make it less scary like no use it for this stuff it, it the cat's out of the bag we can't put it back yeah. in
2: yeah
1: but the idea that we want to desensitize to pe- people to it mm. that is a problem for me that is mm. where <laughs> that is where i have an issue uh mm. with it so you know but they did a good job with it it's well done
2: <laughs> it might be awful, but it's you know it's but very it's professionally good. done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: it it's awful, but it's great. So,
2: mm. oh, <laughs> I, um, I, uh, I, I call it a link to a pre I just just made the most ridiculous noise for about four seconds. I, <laughs> um, in previous in links to previous content, uh, a good friend of mine, Paul, uh, made me aware. You know, I love my delusions. Yes, I love mm, my. Uh, yep. I love those instances when your synapses misfire and for some reason your fucking flesh starts rebelling against you. But it's all up there in your head. Um, what, what did he call it? Give me a sec. I'm just going to look up the, the the title for this particular delusion. To add body identity integrity disorder. Uh, this is body a body
1: identity uh, integrity disorder. You got it. <laughs> See, I was thinking it, but I was like, don't say it out loud, Corrigan. There's no reason
2: to do that. <laughs> it's
1: not going to sound the way you want it to. Oh,
2: but this is one to add to my little uh, internal list of, of uh, amazing disorders that I enjoy thinking about. It's the opposite, you know, phantom limb pain. So mm-hmm. in amputees, this well documented uh, phenomena where even after you remove an injured, or you know, or, or otherwise problematic limb, you can still feel it there. You can still feel yeah. the itch. Reportedly, yeah. you can still feel the pain from a from a from a missing limb. Yeah, my father-in-law, feels...
1: he had his leg amputated, and he still sometimes you can see the look come over his face when he's like, "Oh no, like he's got an itch or something like oh, wow, that," and he's really? like, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, it's nothing below the knee," and he definitely has that happen.
2: I can still feel it. That's incredible. You can
1: still feel it. Yeah, it's been like. Mm. Two, three years now? Yeah.
2: Love it. Well, obviously I don't <laughs> love it, but I, enjoy, I, I love that it exists because we're a fucking mess. Yep. Um, beard is, is pretty much the mirror image <laughs> of that in that perfectly healthy limbs, perfectly normal, uh, on paper at least, perfectly functioning, healthy appendages just for some reason cause you unease and grief and pain uh, to the point where there have been plenty of instances... Uh, where sufferers of this of this disorder, sufferers of this delusion, are begging their doctors and surgeons to remove what should be perfectly healthy limbs. Um, it, it causes a lot of debate, a lot of ethical and moral debate in the medical t- uh, community in cases where this has been diagnosed.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Is it justifiable? Is it justifiable to take off a quote-unquote healthy limb if it's causing psychological grief to the sufferer? yeah
1: that's a real kind of you know you have that like do no harm mentality that you know mm. or the oath the Hippocratic oath that mm. that doctors take and so you're weighing out a psychological issue with a a medical issue mm. and trying to figure out which one is the harm
2: mm. i mean but the 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 cases that I read about at its at its most extreme, it will end up with people doing it themselves, you know it will end up with. E- DIY uh, oh, no. amputations, you know, no, and if that's, that's if, if 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 the sufferer is is going down that path, then surely and and it, if if the limb, despite being quote unquote healthy, is causing you that amount of pain, is it right? Is it healthy? What, is it, it's is it like healthy
1: it's what it? you were saying about, like, everything's in our head, right? Our whole reality is in yep. our brain. So how can mm-hmm. you really call something a healthy limb if your brain exactly. tells you that it isn't? You know, mm-hmm. that doesn't. It kind of supersedes anything else. The thing that also this makes me wonder too is... um, Okay, so you have psychologically that you feel like this limb is causing you pain. um, And then you take it off. But then does that fix it? Do people find that... Because then I'm thinking like now do you have phantom pain, the same pain in the missing limb.
2: That must be a motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Like that's my... That's a that'd be a bitch to deal with if now it's gone, yeah. but also you still have the same shit pain.
2: <laughs> yeah, and not to want to make light of it, you know. No, that'd no, be fun. and that'd like be fun. I mean
1: that in the most like, oh, that would be horrifying way possible. Yeah, it would. As usual, we laugh because dear God, um, yes. but that's it's an interesting, mm. an interesting concept in and of itself. Be, I mean, it really it, go ahead.
2: Yeah, would anything be more? devastating than that to, to you know to go through a long drawn-out process of of getting a, a, an operation cleared and removing this fucking limb only to find that it, even the space where it used to be still hurts
1: yeah Oof. that's rough and it, it's just our brains betray us in the in the yes, dumbest ways you know yeah, like they do They do. that just sucks that mm. that is. A and that, that exists
2: that's the core of my fascination with with these delusions it's mm-hmm. it, you've 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 hit the nail right on the head there our brains betray us something mm-hmm. doesn't fire just right and uh, again and it's all just subjective it's all right there in your fucking skull yeah. but yeah. It, it can ruin your life
1: and you would you know maybe someday it'll be the case that we're so skilled at figuring out what part of the brain does what and what neural mm-hmm. pathways do whatever and we'll be able to be like oh that problem let's just tweak it now <laughs> (laughs) And now you feel great about your limbs again or whatever. But, you know, for now, the fact that that's a thing that we know is sort of trapped up there. um, Mm. You know, I feel like in general, my thought process is like if your brain is telling you one thing and you can like fix it, you just got to do it. (laughs) Like who wants to live like that? That would be horrifying. Mm. Um, Yeah. I just hope that it does fix it.
2: When the only alternative is to build some kind of apparatus in your backyard to, you know. Remove yeah. a leg or something crazy.
1: Exactly, and that's almost best case scenario. If you don't just like <laughs> kill yourself, because it would be horrible. You amputate. Oh, I was just. Oh man, I tried to watch the um, the animated Crypt Keeper or um, what's it? Says creep show.
2: Oh okay, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, the animated creep show special. I got vetoed because it was too gross. My family was not. Having it, but the first segment oh, wow. in it has this guy like systematically cutting off each of his limbs oh, as they become more and more like he he's starving and so he's like I just gotta. Oh,
2: is he on a desert island perchance? chance?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: That's an adaptation of a Stephen King short. Yes, yeah, exactly. Survivor type. It's a absolutely mm-hmm. brilliant, brilliant, brilliant short. Yeah, um, they even managed to
1: get type? like a a little Stephen King lookalike cartoon in it. Uh, Oh, no
2: way. mm -hmm,
1: So he makes a little cameo in the segment. Uh, But the thing about animation is that, like, you can kind of get away with a lot more. Uh, Mm. And it honestly, I think it was grosser as a result of it. (laughs) Like the, like, pulling apart of, like, the flesh and, like, the sounds, the crunching, all of it was, like, it was very grotesque. So I guess I don't really fault them for making me turn it off. Mm, Yeah, I
2: guess it works, yeah. Yeah, so is now what I think on, about... What yeah. is that on? Shudder? Is that on Shudder?
1: It's on Shudder, yeah. So it, I think Fantastic. it came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. And it, it may be worth watching. I've only seen the first segment. I made them let me watch the end of that segment and then they were like, something else. Uh,
2: yeah. I, that story in particular, um, like I said, it, it's, it's always been one of my favourite little Stephen King bits. So I'll watch nice. that. I'll yeah. watch that in particular.
1: I think you'll get a kick out of it then. Just, mm. you know, don't be like eating while you're watching it.
2: Auto-cannibalism, I believe, would be the term. Yes, there.
1: auto-cannibalism. Yep.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I had thoughts of, like, explaining that to my family, and then I was like, I don't think that's a the thing they want to hear about right now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: it's not push your luck, Corey.
2: Our audience may be your family, not so much.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: I'm, I plan on looking to see if there are any real-world examples of auto-cannibalism that I can find. I'm sure someone's done it. Somebody must have... Oh, yeah. Little, well, I mean, I, I've nivel. brought up
1: multiple times the foot taco because that's the one that always that always gets me. That guy serving yeah. his friends the taco made of his animated <laughs> foot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like it takes up so much space in my brain. I cannot tell you how often what a I joke think it. about this. And like the – I can't remember if the article that I read about it showed actual pictures of it or if it just showed pictures of tacos – but mm. I feel like I can attribute part of why becoming a vegan wasn't that hard to mm. associating like a nice carne asada taco with someone's foot. <laughs> it's just, it's in my brain now. I can't get it out.
2: I suppose on a smaller level, we've all done it. I mean, you, you must have bitten your tongue before now. Or oh, maybe sure. nibbled, you know, <laughs> okay, some, yeah. the corner yeah. of your lip. We've all accidentally Damn. ingested some of us. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder, I wonder, uh, next episode I shall return with examples. Please not having
1: eaten of yourself.
2: <laughs> no. That is not what I meant. That's not what I meant. That's okay. not what I meant. Uh, it's like you although, paused
1: too long in that sentence. I was like, buddy, what are you going to have done by I'd next episode? S-
2: I'd be, no, I'd be stringy.
1: <laughs> That's the hang up. Listen, yeah. I would not be good eating. So.
2: Yeah, I'd be stringy. Uh. <laughs> I think uh, off the top of my head, there's some, there's some examples I can think of of people who have offered themselves up to be cannibalized. There was that German guy, Armin, 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 I can't remember his name, the guy who went on Craigslist or similar, just to get a guy to come across and eat bits of him.
1: I don't, I don't like it.
2: Okay, then I shall go no further with that particular <laughs> I avenue. Mean,
1: you're welcome. It's not the first time you've told me things I don't like. It's not, <laughs> no, not out of character. Uh, but maybe, yes, episode. if next week you return with auto-cannibalism, I suppose prepare yourselves for our cold open.
2: Yes, indeed. Or maybe uh, warm in a salad.
1: <laughs> oh, Jesus, fuck. Okay. But I also... <laughs> I also didn't mention, uh, just by way of introducing, that cold open today was my dear brother Zach. Mm. My brother Zach telling us about um, the story, the perhaps truer story of Mark Branch than the one that is commonly told on the internet uh, that we talked about last week. The I could have, I could have listened to time. Zach talk
2: for an hour or more. What an engaging right. guy. Good God, yeah. I could have listened to that for fucking ages.
1: I know I kind of forget because he's old and wants to use the phone all the time. Uh, And so I never talk to him. But now that Zoom exists, uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's actually pretty fun to listen to, isn't he?
2: Yeah, Um, he really is.
1: Yeah. So he told some good stories about uh, our hometown that turns out to be uh, much more bonkers than I even give it credit for. So hopefully folks enjoyed hearing him talk about that.
2: I'll level with you when you when you kind of filled me in. Uh, On, you know, when you gave me the Cliff's Notes version on what had been going on, I I thought to myself, right, firstly, where the fuck do you live? It sounds like Castle Rock or somewhere (laughs) fucking, you know, and I wondered how much of it was kind of passed down, maybe apocryphal, Mm -hmm. third hand, Chinese whispers kind of stuff. Nope. Turns out the place is weird as shit.
1: Yeah, and I went and after all of these stories that Zach told me, I Googled this stuff. So Mm. I was like, okay, how much of this, like, is just passed down? I was like, he is, like, he said, he's, you know, Most of the way true on all this yeah. stuff. There's little details and stuff that are wrong, but overall, yeah, nope, that's the stuff Very that cool. happened.
2: And is it is it still? Is, I don't know. Would you would you know? Is it is it still
1: that, that kind of place?
2: Is it still a little <laughs> bit Lynchian?
1: I mean, it sounds like it, it is to an extent, at least. There's a lot of drugs and whatnot there. So I think mm. that adds to the inherent <laughs> A lot
2: of drugs, apparently, according yeah. to your brother.
1: A lot of drugs, yes. Um, And so I think that kind of adds to why, like, not only is there murder and stuff like that, but that it's, like, bizarre murder. Mm. That it's, you Best know. Kind. and it, We only briefly mentioned, like, I kind of offhandedly, like, my brother grew up in a commune. So... The amount of weird that comes from having grown up in a hippie commune of, you know, free love and everything that you can imagine that goes along with that. Mm. There's a lot. (laughs) There's a lot in that area of Massachusetts. So, you know, maybe Mm. we'll revisit some of this stuff uh, at later points But very glad to have him talk to me about Definitely
2: that Definitely sincere thanks Zach for, for sharing that with us It was it was terrific listening Yeah
1: but now um, Mark I would like for you To tell me a little bit about Things I can do when I'm dead
2: Well uh, I Do you think about it we, we might take a little dark turn here right sure. We might take a little bit of a you Oh know. now it's dark <laughs> Yeah, I know yeah I mean what the fucking the last half hour has been <laughs> But when I when I kind of step outside myself and and think objectively about how much time I actually spend thinking about not just death in general but my own, I wonder if that's unusual because I don't think a day goes by when I don't at some point think on the idea of my own end i do mm. uh, is, am i uh, is do do you do do people in general do people think of their own deaths a lot?
1: That's a good and, question because. Uh, anytime I try to think about how much I think about a given thing, I'm like, Mm. I don't, I have no idea. I feel like I think about it fairly often. I don't know that I would go so far as to say every single day, but I mean, fairly
2: often. I went for a run earlier, right? Yep. Uh, But halfway through, started thinking about what what it would be like to die. What the fuck is that all about?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just like, like, just in general, what it would be like to die? Like not having to do with anything in the run, just like,
2: Hmm, no, nah, like just, just in general. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't cause me distress. I, I don't, okay. I, you know, I'm not like I don't lose sleep over it, or it doesn't stop me from going about right. my daily life. I I just think about the the you know the the temporary nature of my life a lot. Sure,
1: that doesn't seem so weird.
2: With... Okay, good. Okay, good. Thank you. That's all. That's all I the mean, diagnosis I needed.
1: This is also your co-host on a horror podcast, so I don't know that that's mm. general consensus on that. But for me, Mark, I don't think you're weird. Tell me okay, more about
2: okay. it. That 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 means a lot because, I mean, I, you know, haven't been to haven't been to funerals and thought of my own in depth. Uh,
1: thought of your own funeral you s- in depth. Oh yeah,
2: and I think I think this must be way more common. You think you 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 think of your, your funeral playlist? Surely to fuck you, you've got funeral songs in your head. Oh, that's going on at my funeral. Sure, sure. Good. Sure. I feel like you're humouring me, but thanks all the same. <laughs>
1: no I don't again I don't think that this is that I thought like I don't know if I think about it quite like that especially because my perspective on is that I don't necessarily want a funeral Ah, in that sense
2: now we're getting to it now we're Mm -hmm. getting to it yeah we're getting somewhere here okay um there are way more options than you might immediately think of you know and, and by way more options just way more options so You know, most people, buried or burned, right? Right, yep. Uh, You, do you mind me asking? What I want to do? Yeah, yeah.
1: I want to be a tree.
2: Go on. Talk to me. Tell me more. I
1: saw, you know, years ago on the Facebook or whatever, there was something about, like, some sort of little pod thing that they would put. I don't know if it was, like, ashes or what they put in it exactly, but something that, like, biodegrades or something that then plants a tree. Out of it. Yep. And so like you, yep. your whatever, your matter is directly going into yeah. being a tree, which I think is a fantastic Back idea.
2: In, I completely agree. It's, it's you, you know, you're, you're in the fucking, the, the cycle of things, aren't you? You're, yeah. You're, and as
1: like a giant, like, you know, I'm obviously a pretty crunchy, eco-friendly person.
2: Crunchy mm-hmm.
1: is the wrong word. That makes me sound like a hippie. I'm not a hippie, but I'm a very like green person. So mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you
2: certainly would be good. if you went... In, in down that route you know which literally I, I, yes and I, and I i love that but this the,
1: what about you so wait what's, what's your what do you I... do you have one well, or do you want to list them first and then you're going to get to yours
2: before you know before uh, before reading up and researching this episode i had no yeah. clue of, of 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 the paths that were available um, I mean, you know, everyone knows about uh, the memorialization. I.e. You can have your remains crushed into a semi-precious stone. Everyone knows yeah, about yeah, that one. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can have like a stained glass window made mm. of your of your remains after cremation. Mm-hmm. But there are, even, there are even alternatives to cremation, right? There's something uh, which I learned of called hydro cremation, right? Okay. And don't tell me this doesn't sound awesome. Instead of burning you... <laughs> <laughs> They'll just put you in a fucking um in a uh, like a steel tube, uh-huh. blast your ass with uh, <laughs> boiling water and uh, a fucking like an alkaline lye kind of solution, oh. and just strip you the fuck bare down to ashes. Uh, the 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 term is alkaline hydrolysis. They just melt the fuck out of you with high pressure water and uh, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. potash kind of lye material. Melt no. you.
1: Hate it. Hate it. I feel Burn. like also. <laughs> This is partially like 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 that just feels like very um like something you do with food like just yeah. boiling water at something. Also, um, as a, a black woman, um, I associate lie with burning scalp from okay. um, straightening my hair.
2: Oh <laughs> shit! So really.
1: So I just, everything about this, like, I get it, I'd mm-hmm. be dead. But all of this just sounds like all the indignities I can imagine suffering in life all happening after <laughs> I'm dead. I, I don't um, like it.
2: One which might be uh, closer to, to, you know, your um, values, okay. uh, the the mushroom death suit, right? There's a fucking suit, like a, a shroud almost, that a body can be encapsulated in before burial, which is... Uh, kind of woven with mycoproteins and with spores, okay,, uh, which just converts you into just this mycelium strain, the seam of 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 living mushrooms, and you just sprout into this amazing mushroom colony under the ground. Um, hmm. And that's literally what it is. it's a mu- it's a mushroom shroud, which you bury you in and you just burst into fungus. Uh, are the mushrooms the...
1: edible? or are they like oh, dead Christ. body mushrooms?
2: They they're corpse mushrooms, hundred <laughs> percent.
1: Okay, okay, fair enough. You know,
2: I mean, I I don't know if that if that necessarily renders them inedible, but caveat emptor, you are eating corpse mushrooms. Uh, okay. The the creator kind of, and this is this is a thing you can buy. This is something you can do. The creator's called J Rim Lee, and she's got a TED talk on the matter, which I will link to. Um, it's fascinating stuff. And then you've got then you've got all the avenues of donation. You can donate your body to uh to various universities you can donate your body to the uh dr von hagen's you know the body worlds guy oh yeah they've got a they've got a massive body donation program which is still ongoing they've got something like five thousand donors throughout the world who as soon as they croak they go straight off to the plastination clinic um have you seen body worlds by the way have you seen any of of those i've never gone
1: personally no
2: they're fucking wild (laughs) just wild um you know you know full well that I, I'm I'm uh, uh, like I've been talking about I'm fascinated by the transient and, and fleeting nature of life and it's just right there it's just we're just meat and nerves um that's always stunned. you know
1: it's funny when you when you talk about it that way I think this is it's like a place I'm in transition on where mm. as we've talked about with my ex-evangelical past and why I sort of went towards evangelicalism in the first place and like mm. my fear, of temporariness of smallness of like Mm. my place in a giant universe and things like that. And I feel like that's exactly what those kinds of exhibits do is make me very aware of that. And so like, I've seen pictures of them and things like that and I will stare at them and I have this unease in me about the fact that I am not any different from that. It's just that the signals are still firing. The electricity is still there. But yeah, otherwise yeah, yeah. I am that. Uh yeah. and I' literally, I'm still, literally that's what yeah. you are. And I'm still in that place where it's like it's a little off putting to me. Like I'm it's an attraction repulsion issue, you know, where mm. I'm like, I want to look at it, I want to see it, and at the same time, I am deeply unsettled by it.
2: Um I was astounded at the I mean, before before looking into this, I would have thought that plastination a em full of plastic job done but nah man it's a fucking it's a process um okay. an entire body will take about a year um, Oh what Oh yeah completely they've got a it's a whole process take a look um I'll, again i will link to it under this episode it has to be kind of preserved it has to be all the fluids need to be stripped out it needs to be injected it needs to be hung about 1500 man hours and about a year to complete a full body plastination
1: that's incredible
2: i know <laughs> i mean <laughs> you t- a lot of a lot of these methods seem to me to be reaching for a way to just stretch things out a little bit you know mm-hmm. i mean if I would, <laughs> where do you stand on cryonics? What are your thoughts on cryonic preservation?
1: Um, I, I, <laughs> I feel like it, like, it brushes up against, like, various of my things where I'm like, this feels like a, a wasteful endeavor and also, like, completely you're gone. There's nothing in, like, what can you possibly preserve? Completely. I, you know, so, yeah, I don't, I think I'm against the idea. <laughs> I don't
2: know. I, I'm I'm in that that first camp where I find it faintly amusing, and even yep, more so yep. when you look at the kind of language that they use on Alcor's website, the 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 kind of the big name in cryonics, okay. right? They they call it <laughs> pausing the dying process.
1: Mm, okay.
2: You know what I mean? The act <laughs> of fucking severing a corpse's head and putting it in dry ice. That's <laughs> y- y- you know you're we're, Pausing the dying process, the 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 title on their website, the big fucking headline: "A fulfilling life doesn't have to end, lads. It fucking really does." That it is straight does. out of
1: sci-fi. Like it's yeah, such just yep. weird wishful thinking and like just trying to defy the natural world in unnecessary delusional. and delusional ways. Yeah, because mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's not you know, and it always feels weird to say like. You know, when I say we weren't meant for that, and I don't mm-hmm. mean that in, like, any form of, like, spiritual predestination kind of way, but in just, like, a very basic molecular way, oh, sure. our bodies yeah. were just never meant for that.
2: Nah, certainly not. Um, And, you know, pausing the time process, mate, even if... You've got a kick-ass hospital in the year, you know, (laughs) 2300 and you thaw out your head. You still look, you know, know, you're going to cure death. Is that what you're going to do? Right. I don't know. Uh, Horse shit. That's what it is. But I don't want to talk too much about alcohol because I'd quite like to talk a bit more about um, cryonics maybe uh, uh, in a a future episode. Because not just the process itself, but some of the cranks who pay exorbitant amounts of money to go through that. There's a lot. Uh, uh, of material in there for me
1: yeah there's something to (sighs) yeah the kind of person who who does that as well Mm. you know it's not a simple a lot of people are scared of death but there's something to i mean obviously the money that a person has that would be able to do that um but also the idea of i mean just to think about being the kind of person who thinks that you are worth preserving Oh, Oh, right like
2: T- what are you going to do with me? Fucking and... <laughs> massive hubris. Yeah, right. How much uh, of this, how much of this fucking money is it going to take? Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, no, <laughs> I, I've had my shot. This is, I do with it what I do now. And if I don't, if it, if I don't make any impact, they don't need me 100 years from now, 200 years from now either.
2: Quite right. A fulfilling life doesn't have to end. I put mm. it to you that it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you it know, does. Fuck, fuck a fulfilling life. Uh, a piece of shit worthless life also has to end.
1: Yeah they all they it all has end. To end listen i've read tuck everlasting it has to go. end yes it does it, it does. does it does also um, can i just like briefly also on that note just a quick these... thing about tuck everlasting that's always bothered me mm. the idea of being immortal right so they drink from a spring they become immortal i've mm. always had this thing about how like someday the world will end right like the will explode sun yep. you know all that stuff and then Are there just like sentient particles of you floating all over the place? I mean, obviously, this isn't a real thing. So it's not a like a thing anyone Mm -hmm. would have to worry about. But this has always like I've it's kept me up at night thinking about the Tuck family a million years in the future.
2: Uh, I mean, my my favorite parable against immortality is death becomes her. You've got to be really fucking careful, man. Yeah. You know, (laughs) it will take no time at all for you to regret it. Yep. Yeah, that's very true
1: i'm sorry continue Um,
2: no i mean i i I would end i would end by positing the idea to you and to everyone that mummification is still a thing you can choose i'm fucking serious mate and they no i know
1: i saw this earlier i
2: briefly googled (laughs) i did no
1: research really but i briefly googled and it came up and it was like mummification is still used and i was like close google
2: (laughs) there there is uh there's a uh, uh a group of people called, what are they called? Sumum is the name of the business. Okay. And they take it seriously, right? To quote from Sumum's, let's call it a prospectus. I don't fucking know. Okay. After death, the rites of transference begin. An incision is made to remove the internal organs. The organs are thoroughly cleansed. Uh, the body and organs are then immersed in a baptismal font. <laughs> filled with a special... <laughs> Preservation solution made up of certain fluids, some of which are chemicals used in genetic engineering. That's those aren't my words; those are the words (laughs) of someone describing and selling their process. Oh, yep. Okay. Um, old school, right? Proper old school methods. Would you care to take a stab at what the bottom level mummification package might run you in dollars? So you've decided. You know what? Uh, I know I'm not going to live forever. Fuck cryonics. Bollocks to, you know, a uh, 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 Hail Mary grasp at immortality. I want to die and I want to be memorialized. I want to be mummified. What do you reckon you're going to pay for that?
1: Well, what's it cost to be buried?
2: It's a really good question. That's not cheap.
1: <laughs> right? Like, I feel like I all think... of this is very expensive. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then what do they do with you once you're mummified? Do they, like, keep you somewhere? Well,
2: they're. A... Yeah. You. Mate. <laughs> you, you you don't just buy the mummification process that comes with a sarcophagus. Oh, you get uh, a sarcophagus. sarcophagus. Oh, they are they are they purists. You know what I mean? Um, okay. The sarcophagus is then after you're placed in it, filled with a kind of a resinous material. Uh, I'll just go ahead and tell you the bottom rung package is sixty seven thousand dollars. Right, that's your entry <laughs> level into the world of the fucking beyond uh, uh, from a mummification point of view. Yeah. So all I'm saying is just you can be as creative as you fucking like, really. I mean, there are firework options. You can get shot up into space. There's you. There's one that does appeal is um, uh, there's a there's a firm who will press your mortal remains into a vinyl record.
0: Oh, that's to be, fun. To
2: be played on a turntable, either as a recording of your voice or a favorite piece of music. You know what I mean? You can be creative with your with your with your meat. After you've left it, I think, which I think is is I think is deeply, deeply cool.
1: So you're going for the record?
2: Uh, Right now, Mushroom Death Suit.
1: Okay, nice.
2: I I just I don't know. The idea appeals to me. Um, I like Super Mario. What can I tell you? Oh, there's also there's (laughs) there's also plenty of services that will save your tattoos. If you've got a loved one with a particular piece of ink that you enjoy, they'll tan the fucking hide off you and frame it. You know,
1: I've seen that. I've definitely seen that.
2: What a wonderful fucking situation. What a wonderful species we are, a humans.
1: (laughs) Aren't we? We're so... We're truly (laughs) a unique... concern
2: ourselves with this shit. (sighs) (laughs) Mm.
1: Well, it's like what you were... You asked a a few weeks ago of, like, are we the only ones who are aware that we're going to die and that preoccupy ourselves with this? And I don't know. I have not Mm. Googled. I have not looked to see if this is, Mm. you know, the case with other species. But certainly our dedication to figuring out how to either thwart it or memorialize ourselves after the fact is yeah. unique. And actually, this is one thing that I will give to Bly Manor, is that I mm. do think that that is an interesting discussion of being forgotten and what memorializing means and, you know, <laughs> that, that yeah. none of us, none of us is eternal. Eventually, you know, the the features come off and there's that's it yeah I'm
2: I'm I'm very fond of the notion uh that that a person dies twice you know you die once physically and then you die again when you're forgotten Mm -hmm. and I think Blind Man did a terrific job of uh of of you know giving life to that premise yeah um have you ever read the book Lincoln and the Bardo no no I have not
1: it's a very fantastic book about uh, something similar to that, as the Graveyard book, um, which is mm. always a delight, Neil Gaiman, you know. But Lincoln and the Bardo is one of the most beautiful books about death that I have ever read, and I, I highly recommend it.
2: But, yeah. uh, please do send me a link. I would love to well, read that. Yeah, um,
1: absolutely. Should we if, recommend if, some things while where? Oh, no, you're, you've you got more to say. Go ahead.
2: I've, I, I have got more to say, but none of it is pleasant, right? Because for every good thing Blind does, it... Fucks the dog on about four other separate occasions, right? <laughs> I am deeply disappointed with that show. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm not gonna. This is gonna. I'm. I'm not gonna rant, right? I'm not gonna. This isn't gonna turn into what it might if I carry on talking about Blind Man. So I'll stop there. But it put it does so much wrong. <laughs> nothing is sure. Nothing is certain. And I went into that show thinking, "Why well, this is gonna? This, you know, this is a sure bet."
1: Yeah. Yep. Definitely dead. <sighs> oh, well. Sorry. You know what? Is a Mm. pretty sure bet. Mm -hmm. Um, The Mortuary Collection.
2: Yes. Oh, it is. It is. It is. I mean, um, I've watched a fuck ton of horror this week as if we both. And the Mortuary Mm -hmm. Collection is great. Way better than you're expecting. Yeah. Um, Way more fun. It doesn't pull its punches with the gore. Some of the... I mean, it, just for the for those who who, who don't know what the Mortuary Collection is, it's an anthology movie on Shudder. And I love anthologies anyway. We mentioned Creepshow earlier. I fucking love Creepshow. Um, Body Bags is another corker. Uh, they, you know, there are some absolute belters. Tales from the Crypt is a great watch. Um, but yeah, Mortuary Collection. It's great to see uh, Clancy Brown.
1: Yes, he's great. Isn't it great Absolutely to see great. the Kurgan? So good to see him.
2: <laughs> Uh, yes some of the some of the all of them actually I mean the only criticism I would level at it is one of the one or two of the stories goes on a little bit too much but it's, Yeah it's and the a ending you know
1: is a little drawn out I will grant that mm-hmm. as well but overall I think as a, as a piece it is just it's really yeah. it's a fun ride unexpected um, yes. elements of it some surprisingly beautiful parts mm. of it um yeah it just it's clever and fun mm. and I think it's a good use of an hour and a half of
2: your time Yep, completely agree. As is um, His House, which I saw Yes, last I've heard night. that's great. It, you heard right. It is terrific. Absolutely terrific. Um, this is Netflix, this, right? This is Netflix, uh, British production, um, with Matt Smith, actually, popping up oh. unexpectedly. My favourite Doctor Who, Matt Smith, popping up. Always nice Matt to see Matt Smith
1: him. is your favourite, huh?
2: Yes, he is, by quite yeah. a distance. I absolutely loved his tenure on the show. It was wonderful. Thanks. Um, Lots to say about the the kind of the refugee experience Um, Some brilliant scares Um, Can't recommend it enough His house, really, really, really good
1: Excellent, I will definitely check Uh that out Also, uh, I watched Love and Monsters Which you had watched weeks ago Um, And that was an absolute delight Love and Monsters
2: Oh, Love and Monsters Love and
1: Monsters What did you think I was saying?
2: Eleven Monsters. Oh.
1: Like. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm apparently not enunciating. Uh, Love and Monsters.
2: <laughs> no, it's my fault entirely, but I was like, have I seen Eleven
1: Monsters? You're like, I don't uh, remember that happening. Well, you, no. oh,
2: I, Love monsters. Great That's bit of left-hand column fun name.
1: Yeah, it absolutely is. I uh, watched it with my mom, who was afterwards just like in such a good mood. She was just like, it was so positive even though it's like an end of the world movie and there's a lot that Mm. you know could be very dismal about it it's an incredibly positive movie Mm. um really good messages and the monsters in it are so well done that crab at the end i was like almost like is this practical like what's it looks it it just has this look about it almost like a stop motion kind of
2: yeah yeah, very uh, Harryhausen and yes. the the line that you know that you can tell the good ones. You can see it, man. You could see it in his eyes. You could see it in his expression. He's just this. He wants to be a happy little crab. Yeah. Um, oh
1: man, they loved it. Really, yeah, really, really delightful movie that I highly, highly recommend. I think it's still like a twenty dollars rental or whatever. I used my friend's Plex and watched it, but it's. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're gonna have a movie night with your family and you want to watch something that's a little, yeah, left column horror, it's just it's so delightful. And Dylan O'Brien is always wonderful.
2: So despite despite 2020 just being a fucking bowl of <laughs> ass, there have there have been some of the movies have been great. That has been a great year for for horror in particular, with hosting yeah. and with uh, the ones that we've just spoke about there.
1: Mm-hmm. Agreed.
2: Look for the good stuff, I guess.
1: Exactly. So with that, we'll with that. uh. We'll let you go, everybody. And we're really week. happy you've been with us for 10 weeks as we beat the odds as
2: podcast co-hosts. Statistically, an above-average Statistic- podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we hope you find us above-average in other ways as well. <laughs> uh, make sure that you follow us on Twitter at Jack of All Graves. I don't know, now that I'm using Instagram again, maybe maybe we'll make an Instagram, I don't know. But it won't be Jack of All Graves because it's taken.
2: Uh, now, I've... <laughs> I have uh, I have an idea that I'm going to get hold of that guy and ask for the name. I want right, it cuz two reasons. A, I really want the fucking name and B, I really want to talk to that guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, you've got another motive here. It's only like partly I about do. the name. I do. Okay. In my try it.
2: In, in in the back of my mind I'd quite like to extend him an invitation.
1: Well, all right, you, you scope it out first. That's what okay. i was saying. Okay. Um, and, yeah, so who knows? Maybe we will be Jack of all on Instagram. For now, that's not us. Um, but we are that <laughs> on Twitter, and you should get a hold of us there and listen to us on all the podcast things. And don't forget to uh, rate and review if you have a spare couple of seconds. Hit us with some stars on the uh, Apple, on the Stitcher, and whatnot. Uh, subscribe everywhere and we are just real happy you're here as always yep
2: always we'll,
1: s- we'll see you again next Sunday stay still great friends. week
2: folks
0: bye